what's happening guys and welcome back to another episode of health and the hustle podcast with your host online fitness coach kyle young and 95er david sala so david talk to me what was your biggest takeaway from last week's podcast with our sleep coach do you know what, mate? My biggest takeaway was probably the point we covered with regards to eight hours of sleep and the fact that you don't need to actually have eight hours in a consecutive block and it can be split up throughout the day. And I think that's something we spoke about um, yesterday um, when we were just having a wee chat about the sleep coach and we both agreed with it's, it's going to be really beneficial for our demographic to know those details. No, I totally agree, mate. But today the pressure is on. We are joined by former Clyde One presenter and now Pure Radio Scotland presenter, Amber Zoe. Amber, welcome to the podcast and happy belated birthday. Oh, thank you so much. I know, did you notice it was my birthday? I never posted about it once on social media. Like <laughs> Not once. <laughs> thanks so much. And thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited to be here. No, it's amazing. So, Amber, tell us a wee bit uh, about yourself. Uh, obviously, radio presenter uh, tell us a wee bit about your background and uh, how you got into that yeah so oh man well for a start I could talk for Scotland so that always helps but um, when I was younger do you know like a massive um a massive inspiration of mine was Fern Cotton I just wanted to be like Fern so she was on radio she was on the telly she was in magazines she was just everywhere friendly face relatable to kids and adults and I just I thought she was brilliant. Always liked her and people like her, Jamila, Jamil and things. Um, so also what was appealing to me about radio was the fact that you don't really need to bother getting ready every day. <laughs> no one can Do see you. know what? We've just spoken about that already. <laughs> We've both washed our hair today, which is a massive start. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I washed my hair today because I've been doing Zoom calls every day and realised that I looked like a potato when I didn't wash my hair. Um but no, how I got into radio was actually when I was 18. Um, I, it's like, <laughs> ironically, I heard an advert for a radio course while I was listening to the radio. And um, I went along to a course at Clyde One. It was run by the Bower Academy. And I did that course. Um, really just did what you have to do in this industry. I got somebody's email address and I just pestered and pestered them until they would let me back in the building. And I did <laughs> everything so I started making it's actually funny because the guy now who is my boss Robin Galloway he is he's like the head of talent at Pure Radio and he does the breakfast show and he was on the Clyde 2 breakfast show at the time and I was making his tea oh wow <laughs> and oh, now it's like yeah I'm on the <laughs> station with him and I'm his like drive time presenter so it's so funny how it's come full circle but yeah did that course just did everything I could. I, I think right now, so many young people, um, if they want to be in an industry like radio, they think, oh, I, I'm, you know, I'm going to be the next, whether it's Robin Galloway or George Bowie or Gina McKee, and that's it. You actually need to work so hard. I worked for free for a long time, just off my own back, so I wanted to, volunteered, did everything I could. And I think what's important as well is getting to know everybody. I like to see it as it like a big jigsaw. So everyone that pieces together the big jigsaw that is that radio station, whether it's, you know, the sports team, the news team, the digital team, the presenting team, the management, you need to show that you actually want to do that and you're not there just for the um, the kind of fun of it. No, that's amazing. Do you know what? I need to ask you something, Amber. Sorry, I need to, I need to get this out because I had a wee look into it. Did you do a, t a TV advert to do with cheese? Yeah. 
Yeah, <laughs> I was like 15, yeah. <laughs> the gallery, it was my, my claim to fame when I was at school and everyone used to pass me in the corridor and be like, not hungry, because that was my one line in it. <laughs> not hungry. That- and the mum in the advert, still, she still fed me the cheesy nachos, even though I said I wasn't hungry. But um, <laughs> I, it was for Galloway Cheese, Scotland's family favourite cheddar, I'll have you know. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. So, do you know what? I thought that it would be a, a great opportunity to get you onto the podcast today, especially for today's topic. So, today we wanted to, to chat about working from home, um, how relevant, because I know all three of us are actually working from home at the moment. Um, but it's probably slightly different for you at the moment, Amber, because uh, you have just moved into a new house. Congratulations. Thank you. And I'm so glad that I've managed to get in with all of this happening. Um, I don't know how I would have survived this in a flat. Obviously, we would have had to just do it. But um, we were getting prepared to move. So we kind of had some stuff. And I'm glad that we finally get in. But yeah, we we got told on the, I think it was the Wednesday that everyone would be working from home from the Monday. So everything got shut down. Um, just for safety, you know, the company that I worked for is DC Thompson and um, they just decided that, you know, it was for everybody's safety that the building was shut and we worked from home. So they were amazing in setting us up with microphones and everything we needed. We've got a, the program that we use is called Zeta and they made a, the to-go version so it's easy enough to just slot in when we talk on the radio you know like that was this song blah 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 this yeah. is this song that's called the link so we're allowed we can just slot in links record them put them in and then um chain up all your songs and stuff so it's a really good system and i'm so grateful that we were able to do that you need to share some of the stuff with uh, david david's the, the background man in this podcast and he's uh, <laughs> learning learning the links at the no. moment no, but do you know what? This is actually so relevant because um, I've actually just purchased a, a new build as well. With I uh, don't think it's the same company as you've bought with, but um, I was supposed to be moving in in July, and that's heavily, heavily um, delayed now at the moment. So uh, I'm still living with my parents, and I think that is just something that we're going to touch on in the podcast as well because. <laughs> The amount of distractions you get with working from home is unbelievable. Um, in the past, it might have just been your phone, but um, now it's the Hoover. Now it's the, the phone ringing and sometimes the dog barking, but uh, that's that's just uh, what we have to deal with. So do you know what? Without further ado, I think the, the first thing we should try and cover um, about working from home is is the motivation element, element of things. And it's it, I know that it's slightly different for everyone, but trying to stay motivated uh, whilst isolated i mean some people are are working alone um, and that kind of motivation itself um is pretty difficult david how are you kind of feeling uh, working from home do you know what i know you kind of touched on it right a wee bit joking obviously about actually finally washing your hair right (laughs) and getting changed and actually but i think that goes a long way see not getting up in the morning putting a suit on going into work having your meetings kind of face-to-face, I think it does definitely have a big impact. And me personally, like, I'm, I've got a laptop and stuff like that, so I'm able to work from home kind of even before all this kind of pandemic stuff. But it's something I've never really done at all because I feel like I'm not really productive unless I'm in the office because, as I say, you can have your face-to-face conversations, you have your meetings, but when you're at home, as you say, Kyle, we had a discussion about it the other day, you've got the snacking distractions the missus is 
tell me I need to hoover up, I need to tidy the room, I need to put my bockies away, it's a joke. (laughs) (laughs) I I totally resonate with that, um, putting clothes on as such, because I know for a fact that I have definitely been wearing my trackies very consistently since lockdown (laughs) has started, um, to say the least. But uh, how are you finding it all, Amber, from the motivation element of things? Oh, do you know, I totally agree with what you're both saying, um, David, Jesse, getting up and actually getting ready is a big thing because I think we 100%. could all we could all get up and grab our laptop, sit on the bed and just try and get through emails and stuff. But you're just you just don't feel you start to feel disgusting because you're mm-hmm. not in that mindset. It's all about getting in the right mindset to work. And um, yeah, for me every single morning just as I would if I was going to work get up have your shower put your clothes on maybe a bit of makeup for the gals or the guys whatever you're into you know and even like that washing your hair like stuff like that it just gets you feeling motivated and yeah for me most mornings I try and do some yoga um, and just have like a, a nice breakfast you know and get myself into a routine I would normally be if I was working anyway because I think otherwise I would just get stuck in a rut. Massive thing for me as well is doing, I'm doing Zoom calls every single day. So I've always got them scheduled in and it's, you know, I need them for my show and I need them for the radio station. So I can't just be like, oh, I'll cancel that one and stay in bed. You know, that's a purpose for me. Get up, get ready and be on that Zoom call for half nine. I think you just kind of hit the nail on the head though there, uh, Amber, with the key word being routine. Like, I think that's kind of my problem and probably a problem with a lot of folk if they're working from home and don't find themselves being productive is you've got the ability to sleep in, not set your alarm as early, whereas you probably should just keep the alarm set for that time in the morning, go through your normal kind of routine, have your breakfast or whatever, but maybe fit in a workout if you can and just continue your day from there. Whereas... I know I definitely take advantage of having that extra wee bit of sleep in the morning, which I probably shouldn't do. But that's I suppose that's because Nick in the last podcast has got me sleeping on the floor now. Uh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. No, but that's... Uh, do you know, I, I think everyone will be going through that at the moment. Think about the amount of time people spend commuting every single day. I mean, and we're probably quite fortunate um, between me and David. We don't have a, a huge commute as such, but... Um, I, I don't know, Amber, when you go into the, the studios, do you, do you have a commute as such? So do you have to get up a wee bit earlier than what you would usually? Um, for me, like the commute to the studios from the house now is actually all right. It's about 15, 20 minutes. Um, but the Clyde One Studios and Clyde Bank was a bit further. That was like 45. But because um, I'm not on until the afternoon, I usually go on about lunchtime. For me, the massive difference is I'm one of these people that I just take on everything and say yes to everyone so for me I'd maybe be getting up bearing in mind my show is on from four till seven I'd maybe be getting up at eight driving into town meeting somebody for a coffee and a meeting you know at like nine o'clock half nine um, and then doing something else going to meet someone else going in to work for one o'clock and finally getting something to eat and not like burning yourself out because I've been up since eight not had anything to eat not actually bothered you know, fixing my hair or whatever it is, and you just don't feel as productive, even though I'm ticking off loads of stuff. I would be better just, I, I, that's what I'm realizing from this lockdown is like prioritizing and saying, you know, no, that's not actually that important. And a massive positive as well from this is being able to do things like this on Zoom. See, like, you know, if 
if you said to me, oh, like, you know, can we have a chat about this thing that I'm wanting to set up or I want to do something with you on Pure? Yeah, that's cool, but I'm actually really busy this week. Could we just fit in an hour Zoom? Like, why have I never done this before? Mm. I know. It's, yeah. it's going to change It's going to change businesses all over the world because uh, I've actually said to quite a few people now that I genuinely think that businesses who are paying uh, a lot of money for their offices in the city centre of Glasgow might then think, do you know what, if we are working, we can work from home and save all this money, I think Zoom calls and Skype calls and um, whatever it may be will probably be the way forward. But you mentioned something uh, just a minute ago and you said that you obviously like to say yes to everything and obviously we contacted you back in 2012 to try and get you on this podcast <laughs> but it's been, it's been, it, you, you've been saying yes to so many things so, uh, you, you couldn't go on but no that is it's, it's absolutely right so what with that routine element of things Amber I don't know uh, if you write any lists that's something that's kind of worked for me I love lists oh my god yeah. I love lists and I hate writing lists on my phone. It needs to be pen and paper and ticking. It's so important for me to write it down and tick things off. Like, even if, yeah, even if it's just, if it's things like, you know, because I will write lists like emails that I need to reply to, things that need cleaned in the house, things that need done that day, and maybe even something like, uh, half hour yoga because then if I do half hour yoga I can get a pen and ticket and it just feels like you're achieving 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 so I, I would say to anyone even if you know start small and just go for like um you know get up at 9am have breakfast have shower put on clothes and tick them off and you'll feel so much better you know just get the small stuff and then you can work towards the bigger stuff totally agree totally agree and then the the thing for me was that I've just been obviously trying to be more mindful and stuff like that during this whole process. But uh, in quite a few of the books and, and audio books and podcasts that I, I listen to, they, they all speak about the, the kind of making your bed in the morning and getting up when your alarm goes off. The two things that, do you know what, before you've, you've even started your day, do you know what, boom, that's you. Mm-hmm. And and you touched on the yoga a minute ago as well. I know David um, and myself, try to smash as much the gym well smash the gym smash the workouts and going out runs and stuff like that as much as possible how's um like your kind of fitness been um impacted uh, this whole lockdown like i'm not gonna lie um i don't go to the gym all the time anyway um but just something that i'm always like yeah i'm gonna do that i'm gonna do that and then i just don't but i was talking to um on my show the other day i had a business coach and personal trainer and she actually said something that hit the nail on the head for me she said, if it didn't make you happy before lockdown, why is it going to make you happy now? For example, if you don't like HIIT training, but you are dedicating yourself to doing a HIIT training workout at six o'clock on Tuesday, you're not going to do it because you hate it. So like, I, I love yoga and I love dancing. So I've got my dance class every Tuesday night that is now on Zoom. And I've got a yoga class every Thursday night, but I also try and do yoga on my own just because I've been doing the classes for a while now. And the the thing about the lockdown and having a bit more time is that when um because my boyfriend Callum's still working so when he goes away to work I've actually got some time to myself and I sat trying to master a pigeon pose for 45 minutes the other week because right. usually I wouldn't have that 45 minutes but I was like no I am gonna do this and I did it and I was buzzing uh, because I just had that time to work on myself and I enjoyed it. That's the thing. 
I wouldn't have enjoyed going out a run. I, I hate running. I just don't like it. And some people don't like yoga. But By the way, I'm, I'm Mo Farah. Mo Farah over here during lockdown, <laughs> I tell you. <laughs> uh, yoga's solid, by the way. I, remember, I tried that a couple of times. And see, after the first session, I remember being in agony the next day. Yeah. I was really struggling. Like, and, uh, did, Have you ever done yoga at Glasgow Fitness Camp? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I used to go, I used to go tall guy, like in uh, Sundays and stuff like that. Or, do you know what? I absolutely loved it. It was on kind of early morning and stuff like that. Brilliant. Really enjoyed it, but I was absolutely gubbed after it. And that's from someone that goes into the gym basically most days a week. I find it hard for me because I'm basically, I'm retraining my whole body. So I'm hypermobile. So basically my joints are like balls instead of like hinges, right? So like mm. my knees and my elbows just kind of go like the full way around. Like I'm at exorcism, right? <laughs> so like my straight leg is like that instead oh, of wow. like that. So when when my my yoga teacher and stuff's been really good at saying like you know try and bend your knees a bit because um that's not good for you if you're if your legs like that so while I'm holding a really simple pose my body's getting used to having that slight bend and my whole body's shaking because <laughs> retraining the muscles uh, so that's difficult but it's it's a challenge and I enjoy it <laughs> no that's just for the listeners at home, uh, Amber actually had a leg over her head during that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, that's, that's not had enough gin for that. <laughs> that's, do you know what? It's only a Wednesday night. I'm sure that that's well. I know. It's lockdown. It's every single ever is happy hour, let's be honest. <laughs> do you know what? What a perfect, perfect way to get on to talking about the increase in alcohol and increase of food. So how's that, uh, David? I'm going to ask you this one first because we had a really good conversation on the very first podcast about the office diet and the office diet being, oh, do you know what? Like you go in and we Janie's made cupcakes and and I don't know this this you go around and pretty manji and you can yeah. grab a, a sandwich and all that. How has that changed your your kind of whole impact on, on lunches, etc.? Well, I suppose that's the positive, isn't it? Because you're not getting that pressure nah. from anyone with the office chippy on a Friday or the McDonald's and the Chinese. I mean, I wasn't bad for that anyway. But funny enough, we kind of did speak about this the other day, Kyle, when I said to you, the snacking is not actually that been that bad for me. And I don't know why I tend to... Oh, actually, I do know why. It's because, of the like I spoke, spoke about before, I've got no kind of set routine. So I'm not getting up and having my normal kind of breakfast shake when I would normally have it. So I'm actually not eating until kind of half 12, one o'clock, which is a bit wild, yeah. but... Now I'm almost, I'm in a routine of not eating, so I'm not hungry until about then. So it's almost like a fasted morning. Then I'll have my kind of, my run or my my long walk or whatever for my kind of cardio for the day. Um, come back, have some lunch, and then do a workout. But for me, the diet's actually been quite quite good. What about you? Yeah, I mean, it's not been bad. Do you know what? One of the things you said there was you can have a fasted morning, and that's something I've been trying to preach to my clients and stuff as well. Because people, you've probably heard the, the, the terminology intermittent fasting before, and people talk about it. They all say, "Oh, do you know what? Intermittent fasting is the best way to lose weight and stuff like that." Do you know what? It, it absolutely is not the best way to lose weight. Obviously, eating in a calorie deficit is the best way to lose weight. Oh, it's <laughs> absolutely. Enough. And do you know what? I'm going to share that with you right now. It's not the best way to lose weight, but it is a way of reducing your eating window. So if you reduce your eating window, naturally, you're probably going to eat less food. But 
if I decided that I was going to um, do what um, David does and eat between 12 and 7, for example, so just a, a seven-hour um, open eating window, um, I could easily, because of the type of person I am, eat far more in seven hours than I would in a whole day just because I know that I've only got seven hours to eat. So that means I'm still going to put myself into a calorie surplus and put on weight. So for people that say, oh, do you know what? I'm intermittent fasting at the moment and, and I'm, I'm going to try and lose weight. Unless you do it properly, do you know what? You, you need to, um, you're definitely going to put on weight. So tell us a bit more about uh, how, how they kind of either alcohol or foods impacted you during lockdown. Um, do you know what? I, I quite often do that. I'll have like a fasted morning because of what I was saying before. I end up so busy during the day. Um, but right now, um, I've been kind of having my breakfast between maybe like 11 and 12. So it's still quite late. And I'll have either poached eggs on, you know, the wee Warburton's thin. I love them. I love them. Or um, the New York bagels it's cinnamon and raisin with a banana on them because i feel like that kind of fills me up so what i end up doing is i work and i don't eat for hours and hours and hours and then i'll have something i'll maybe have like because we we've been getting a delivery from like a local greengrocer so there's just really nice fresh fruit and veg so i've made like two different types of soups and my own coleslaw and things so really nice stuff eating pretty healthy and then the evening comes and oh, I maybe just a game changer here. Yeah, I've maybe had like a nice vegetable soup. I've maybe had salmon and vegetables, a baked potato. In the morning, I've had my poached egg. It's all been really balanced. It's all been really good. And then nighttime comes, and I'm sitting watching telly, and it's a bag of crisps, packet of the wee caramel nibbles, mini eggs, snack, snack, snack. Oh, just give me a wine, you know. And that's when it's the downfall, and you go oh man I ate so good today because actually like we've not been eating takeaways or anything and realizing that while a lot of them are shut we don't actually need them you know we've been making a lot of good meals mm-hmm. my eating times are a bit weird because um Callum works until 10 at night so quite often I have dinner like 11 o'clock at night and I don't go to my bed till about one in the morning so my my days are all kind of weird that's probably why I don't have breakfast till about 11 a.m and I know that that's maybe not the best for you eating dinner at that time, but I've kind of got used to it. So sometimes that window between finishing the show at seven and having dinner at 11, I'm like, oh, I'm a wee bit peckish. And that's as well. That's probably why I start snacking a bit more. Do you want me to do, you want me to do another myth buster for you just there? So obviously you alluded to the fact that you... eating food later on in the day will have like maybe have an adverse effect i'm sure that's what you're kind of alluding to because it's so late on in the day so calories calories in versus calories out won't go into too much detail if you're 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 consuming the same amount of calories regardless when uh, you are consuming them it will still have the same impact in your body but people always say obviously um if you have carbs at night and stuff like that that's a lot of rubbish but i'm not saying that it, it won't have an adverse effect on your sleep because didn't we just learn that one in the last podcast, David? It's all about how it impacts on how you feel when you're going to your bed and like the impact that will have on your sleep and stuff like that. So we actually learned some really cool information in the last podcast and it was like, oh, do you know what? Should I be having like food just before I go to sleep? And they said, they said do you know what? If it, it doesn't, if it digests properly and you know that it works well with you, it's not going to have a, a, a bad effect. But whereas... I know for a fact if I was to have an Indian before I went to my bed, do you know what? There'd be some severe issues during the night. <laughs> severe issues. <laughs> <laughs> nice. See, um, I don't know how you've been for boozing, but 
I've not I've genuinely not been boozing at all. Like literally only a couple of beers at the weekend, honestly. And it just shows I can see Amber's face. Obviously, I love some I know, I I, I I can see that as well to be fair. Well, she's already <laughs> talked about having a bottle of wine every night, I think. <laughs> um, I'm surprised she's not actually having one in the podcast at the moment. Right, it's not that bad, right? It's it's not been that bad, but it has been more than usual. Yeah, definitely Friday, Saturdays, but the occasional Sunday, Monday, Tuesday as well, and sometimes the Wednesday. <laughs> no, do you know what? It's because of like um, Messenger or Zoom or WhatsApp or Skype calls at night when everyone's free. The girls were free on was that Monday night? I think it was. And my friend Ashley was like, "Let's do a wee quiz. Let's get some prosecco." So I'm like, okay, pop it open. We're never usually on a Monday night. And I only had like two glasses, but you're still drinking more than you would. But that's, a new, that's a new house party stuff, isn't it? That, that kind of, mm-hmm. uh, rather than going out on a Friday and Saturday night, it's get everyone on, the, on, on Zoom or whatever it may be and uh, make sure everyone's got a drink and have a, have a kind of party or quiz or games night or something like that so that is definitely the temptation now whereas in the past it was uh, going out and getting smashed in a club yeah. you know <laughs> so what I'm definitely just, missing a beer garden especially with the weather that we've been having how typical man I know it's actually it's changed a lot isn't it yeah mm-hmm. so so from a kind of productivity point of view it is absolutely clear that you are probably more productive now than, than ever Amber and obviously with the amount of things you're taking on um, I think it's it's absolutely apparent that you've probably ticked off more things in the last six weeks than you probably have um, beforehand. The biggest thing for me was kind of things that I probably wasn't prioritizing before in my life. I'm now kind of probably more mindful of it, but also just attempting to do things I've never really done before. So um, spend a lot more time in my business. I know people that are learning kind of new languages or whether it be instruments and stuff like that. Uh, is there is there anything new that you've uh, tried to add to your list? Um, not so much skills wise, I don't think, apart from cooking a bit more. I would love to have like started learning another language and things, but for me, I have thrown everything into work just now as I tend to always do but for me I only got so I got this show and started the show in January um tell us all about it Amber yeah so before I got my show on pure radio I started out doing the travel on Clyde one and I was then doing travel and co-hosting on the home run show pure radio team approached me asked me if I wanted my own show. Yes, it's drive time. Woo, of course, amazing. So that was just a brilliant opportunity for me. And I think, I always say this, I don't get nervous for anything, although I think that nerves are a really good feeling because they show that you care. But I always have the kind of attitude that, you know, you maybe can't do something yet, but that skill will come. Or if you're scared about something, you know, it's only, just put the word only in front of it. That's what my mum always has taught me since I was little. You know, it's only radio. It's only a driving test. It's only an exam. And it just calms you down. But I was nervous for starting this show because it was, the focus was just on me. So started the show in January and always kind of wanted some kind of feature to make it my own. and was really trying to work on it. Had only been doing it about maybe 10 weeks or something. And then boom, lockdown happens. So... I'm in the house for a week thinking, what can I actually do right now while I'm in the house? I've always been a huge supporter of local business and helping local people. And I thought, I'm going to be honest, a lot of the gigs and DJ stuff, hosting stuff that I had booked have been cancelled. So that's less income. But how can I help local businesses 
promote them on my show without giving them cash because I don't have the money just now. I'm struggling financially like a lot of people are. So I just decided to start up my video podcast, which is on the Pure Radio Facebook page, and I've called it Pure Powering On. It was an idea that came from a little session. I've got a, a life coach, and that's, she's amazing. She's called Kirsty Ann. And I was chatting to her, and we just decided kind of together, you know, this is what would be a good idea. And then I went off, came up with the, the name and the concept of it, contacted a lot of guests and just got it going. And I've now had, come next Friday, it'll be 25 people that I've had on every single day, just really championing their businesses and what they do, but also how they're coping and adapting during lockdown. And loads of people have taken to it really well and enjoyed it because it's just real people's stories and they've got the kids running about sometimes or they're being really honest about you know things changing and adapting and that's what people that's what people like to see on social media just now people are over the perfect lives people want to see reality and the authenticity and I'm, I'm actually grateful for this time because it's given me the opportunity to do that on the show and I've been loving it do you know what it's taken us long enough to probably get to, to this point but <laughs> everything what you're saying is so true but Obviously, what you you're obviously your social media. You've got a great following on social media, and we would probably, and I don't know if you would agree with us, classify you as a bit of an influencer to some extent. And obviously, you you probably, um, I think influ influencer is a word that you there's not really a, a real name, a, a real kind of definition for it as such. But you have you have a great following, and people kind of buy into things that you enjoy. And it's so true that people are really buying into that authentic thing. And um, for, the, for the people that just post photos of themselves with makeup and all that, I don't know what they're doing at the moment because uh, that is not their life at the moment for sure. And you know what? Like I always say that good on them. Everybody who is appropriate to your podcast, everyone who's doing the hustle and, you know, whatever they can do right now, to make money and make themselves a brand that's incredible uh, but for me yeah the huge thing is authenticity because I want people to the you know ultimately I want people to listen to my radio show so I want them to invest in me and I'll, I can get to know them through social media they get to know me and I, I don't have a big fancy posh life like yeah we've just got a house but we've worked for it you know we've not just been given it and um, not, you know, reality, as I put up the other day, we're still sleeping on a mattress. There's no point in kidding on like this is my big posh life because people people can't relate to that. People can relate to the fact I'm sleeping on a mattress. I'm really skin up until payday and I'm eating toast and beans. That's relatable. And it's stuff like that people totally like to see. And I just try and get that across on social media and also on my show. But I hate that. I do hate the word influencer. But I think if I need to influence anything, it is authenticity, realness, kindness, positivity, motivation. <laughs> How long have you had a, a life coach for, Emma? Um, mm, I met her the. I met her December twenty eighteen. It was through a group called the Glasgow Girls Club. And I went to one of her, it was like a seminar, like a workshop she did. And it was how to make 2019 your best year yet. And she gave us like amazing points, really good visualizations, very good meditations. And I just kind of clicked with her and I messaged her and she was offering us a free session, anyone who had come to the workshop. So I went along for that session and I just thought I had had so much come out of it 
that I started going along and seeing her every now and again, like when I could afford to go. And then we just became friends actually. And we'd meet up for coffee and she is now one of my really good friends as well as being um, my coach. And see for right now as well, like I've been really honest with her and said, you know, I've got the house and things I can't actually afford an hour session with you. But I've taken on board so much that she's given me in other sessions. And last year, she she helped me so much. I mean, at the, the January last year, I made a, a love a vision board. I made a vision board and I had a four bedroom house on it. I had a French bulldog. I had my own radio show. Um, and I've ticked all of that. We've got a French bulldog puppy coming in three weeks. I'm in, I'm in my house. I've got my own show. But I never, the point is like, it's just all about your, your mindset and like the law of attraction and stuff. And I love all of that. But I was so focused on getting it. I, I could not see it. Pure radio didn't even exist a year past in January. But I, I just knew I was going to have my own show. And I was just working and working towards it. And um, she, she honestly helped me out so much last year with things. So I'm so grateful to her. And it's just nice having somebody that's invested in you. Definitely. We, we've actually spoken about this uh, before as well, all about um, having mentors in, in different areas of your life, whether that be having a personal trainer, be an online coach, be a business coach, be a, a life coach. Um, if, you were, if you were to kind of tell us a wee bit about the, the impact that having a coach has had in your life, would you, would you recommend it to, to other people to invest in themselves in that respect? Massively. Like, honestly hugely because I I couldn't recommend her enough purely because I've always had a positive outlook but she really got me pumped up and focused on what to really kind of narrow in on what to focus on and to actually I think we overuse phrases like you know you just you just throw away things like oh you know you need to believe it and you can do it but when you actually think about it if you really do believe that this is going to happen then it's good, no choice but to happen because you're so focused on it. And um, she gave me the, the drive that I really needed and the determination last year. And I just, I kept saying to her, like I'd message her, can't believe this has happened. Oh my God, this has happened. This has happened. Everything that I put on that vision board or that we spoke about, she gave me so many amazing techniques and even just things like a visualization where you kind of, you close your eyes and imagine meeting yourself in five years time and you just have a chat with yourself and ask like what are you up to and what have you achieved that that got me so clear in my head as to write what do I want to have achieved by by that time and just things like that it's just it's definitely worth having well do you know to be the the most authentic person um in the room here i just want to ask you all about your dog because i was never really a dog person until um i met my, my girlfriend um and this was 10 years ago and i'm absolutely in love with dogs now so yeah. tell me all about the the dog that's coming <laughs> oh well so we have as a family my mum and dad and i have a wee last app so but obviously i don't live at home anymore so we darcy i love her a bit but i just don't get to see her and she's really she's like my mom and dad's dog and she's just my mum's wee shadow and she just her and my mum are inseparable but Callum's always had dogs as well so when we got the house we said from day one we need to get a dog we need to get a dog and it just never came round and then we were actually just out two weeks ago and we were out walking and we found some really nice walks and some lovely paths and we were like do you know what I just think now's the time to do it because we've got the right kind of working hours for a dog we've got a really nice 
new area to walk around. The house isn't perfect, so who cares if there's accidents or things chewed because we're still waiting on a blooming bed coming. You know, we don't even have a dining table. So it doesn't matter. Like, let's just go for it. And we knew we wanted a French bulldog and we came across this breeder's page and every day the breeder's been sending us updates. They're just incredible. They're amazing. And luckily they, they had had a few puppies left and we just went for it. Amazing. Uh, have we got a name? Yeah, we're calling him. Calling what? That? Oh, you've cut out. Oh, you've cut out. Oh, no. Am I oh, back? Go, yeah, you're no, back. No. Yeah, you go for it. Yeah, yeah. Was it yeah, John? No, Saul, like the sons. I'll try to lip read that it looked like John. <laughs> John. Like, like, better call Saul. Oh, like, nice one. Nice one. Right. This is something. David, I'm going to have to ask you first. Have you been investing in Netflix series during lockdown? I have. Tell me. What, 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 what are we recommending to the listeners? Ozark. Definitely Ozark oh, season two. Yes. How good it is. Mm-hmm. So good, oh, finished man. it. Oh, I binged it massively. I think I finished it in two days. Yeah. Um, I really like him though. Uh, what's his name? Jason Bateman, isn't it? I'm really bad with actors' names. I'm sure it's Jason Bateman because he's usually in like the comedies, like horrible bosses and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, he's yeah. obviously wrote he's wrote that, and see because it's quite kind of serious, dark. And dark. It's it's brilliant though. Have you watched it, Kyle? I've not, man. I've actually been solely invested in Money Heist. And honestly, I'm obsessed with it. And for anyone that knows me, I don't actually watch like a lot of Netflix at all. I'm massively into sport, but I've literally just been binging it at night. Well, I watched an episode of that the other night, but it's, but it's dubbed. Oh, well, see, this, we could go down a dark alleyway here because <laughs> you, so half my friends are watching it in Spanish and half of them are watching it in dubbed English. So, yeah, that's that's <laughs> something that we can contest in another podcast. <laughs> For sure. Um, Amber, I had a quick question. Uh, we um, would be interested to know, obviously from a mind, mindfulness point of view, we... We kind of had a chat on the last podcast about obviously clapping for the NHS and probably reaching out to like friends and family. We don't usually reach out to it as much. Um, is that kind of changed in, in your life as well? Are you kind of probably spend more time or getting to kind of spend a bit more time with, with family and friends over Zoom that you probably wouldn't normally? Yeah, definitely. I think so. And also more just more people that I wouldn't usually Zoom call or FaceTime. I'm deciding to do that, you know, pick up the phone or the laptop and do it. With family, it tends to be that I'm working away and then I've maybe got a dance class and I finish that and it's half eight and then I'm like, actually, if you don't mind, I'm just going to like mute my WhatsApp chat because I just need to sit and watch telly for a bit. So I'm like, sorry, I'm not getting to, but I try and FaceTime them at weekends. We've got a family quiz this weekend. Um, so I'm doing a... They've all, they gave us like boring rounds, like my round I think was general knowledge and I was like nah, so I've changed it to a throwback round and it's like photos of them from like the 90s and profile pictures from Facebook from like 2008, wow. just like fun things. So yeah, definitely I think it's making us connect more because we've got no other option, we can't just go round to somebody's house so you're picking up the phone and you know connecting with people that you maybe wouldn't have time to because life gets in the way. 
we, we actually did one uh, last week and it was all about, we had the school photo out. So we had you know, the big massive photo has everyone in your year at school. So I, fortunately, I'm very close to my school friends still. We had the we had the, um, the photo out and it was like, so who was the very first name, like in alphabetical order, the very the start of the, the uh, school picture and um or just kind of general school stuff so that was a good laugh but i'm i'm definitely liking that supermarket one i'd be good at that i've got a i have like a freaky memory and my friends are always like what is going on with you why can you remember the most random things i'll remember something from like sports day 2003 and then i went into my little cousin's school's my old primary and i went and this is weird i went into the gym hall because they were doing this 50th and celebration anniversary of the extension or something I just went along because they were singing right as soon as I went in I could remember my primary one class register from the start of it to the end like in alphabetical order and I was just like this is so why is this coming to me and I just I could always remember I was number nine in the register and I, I just I knew that that's just freaky like why, not, why is not that <laughs> General knowledge isn't for you, but if we were to give you your class register, do you know what? It's a 10 out of 10 right there. Aye, definitely. definitely. Love that one. Absolutely love that one. Um, do you know what, Amber? Thank you so much for joining us in the podcast today. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners will probably take away um, a lot from uh, the podcast around things that they resonate with uh, as, as well. But if you could give us a wee top tip just before you go, just on working from home and uh, kind of dealing with lockdown in general, um, just for our listeners to kind of take away, what would it be? I think establishing a routine is definitely key. Getting up, you know, making sure. It doesn't even need to be putting on makeup and getting all fancy. Just getting up and getting changed out of your pyjamas and making your bed. But also what's important is doing something that actually makes you happy every day. Whether that is putting on music and dancing like a loon around your kitchen. Nobody cares. If it is watching your favourite movie that you've seen a million times that your partner doesn't want you to watch again, who cares? Just watch it, you know, if it's FaceTiming somebody, if it maybe is having a glass of wine, because I tell you what, it's a difficult time. Nobody could have predicted this pandemic. We're all doing our best. And I would just say as well, on a final note, is never, ever compare what other people are doing on social media because it's not always the, you know, what you get a lot of the time on Instagram is the highlights of somebody's life. You're not going to get them sitting in a corner crying because they're feeling down or anxious one day. That's the reality. You're going to get them doing a hit workout or doing their yoga. So please don't always think that that is reality and everyone's got down days and do not compare. And if social media makes you feel rubbish, it's a free app on your phone. Just delete it or just delete accounts that don't make you feel happy. It'll make you feel a lot lighter. I love that. I absolutely love that. Really, really great tip, um, Amber. Thank you so much. And and thank you to our listeners uh, for tuning in to another episode. Um, Amber, tell us a wee bit where we can find you. So uh, your, obviously your social media, but also your, your radio show. 
Yeah, all my social medias are the same. The Instagram, Twitter and Facebook are all at I'm Amber Zoe. And then I'm on Pure Radio Scotland every single weekday between Monday and Friday from four till seven o'clock. My show is called The Lift Home with Amber, but right now it's The Lockdown with Amber for obvious reasons. And you can get us on the Facebook page and stuff as well and download the app and everything. And I'm, I'm there for a chat anytime. You guys will probably know I can be ridiculous at replying. It can take me two days but i will reply at some point right i will reply <laughs> amazing amazing um so for every single person that leaves a review on the podcast you'll get a free coaching call with myself to discuss any of your lockdown fitness or nutrition um issues um and it goes without saying follow us on instagram at healthandhustle.podcast and as we leave every single podcast invest in yourself cheers guys <laughs>